have no idea who you are. And yet it's like you are just insulting me on Twitter, which that happens like on a micro scale. We've gotten it. That's what I mean. It happens on a the micro scale coming. where someone like shits on our, uh, a video we posted on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm just like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Okay. On a it's micro like, scale, I think yeah. the that our haters are, it's fucking hilarious to me. It mm-hmm. makes me laugh so much and it brings me joy. Like, like yeah. the comments that are like nice, I'm like, whatever. Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say hello to our lovely listeners. Lovely listeners, content hounds, Lyric Boys stands. Hello. Hello, audience. If you've never listened to the Lyric Boys podcast, I'm going to tell you what it is. I hope you enjoy that. But this is a podcast where we take one of our favorite bands, one of our favorite musicians, one of our favorite artists, and we pick 10 of their craziest, most insane, most absurd, funniest, most ridiculous lyrics. And we talk about them. We are on the verge of analyzing it, but we just never quite analyze it because this is a comedy podcast and we're not music smarties. Right, Andrew? I'm not in anything smarty, so... So There we go. All right, so in this episode, we are delving, we are diving, we are exploring 10 insane lyrics by the pop sensation Taylor Swift. So, to be honest... Yeah, at this point in every episode, we like to give you a history of the band, the artist, but it didn't feel appropriate for me or Stieglitz to give you content hands at home, an overview of Taylor Swift, because there's so much there and I, I can't quite get into the nitty gritty. So we brought on one of our friends, Johnny Gatto, to give a little history, a little overview in like three minutes of who Taylor Swift is and, and what her career is. And I don't know about you, Secrets. I think Johnny is one of the most fascinating people because he comes from like this gruff upstate New York like land of coldness and, and toxic masculinity. And yet he like is totally a pop head and does not care. And it's just like, yes, I own five autographed copies of Lover. And I love that about him, and I'm excited to hear him tell us who Taylor Swift is. Yes, uh, Johnny, uh, please get into it. What is up, content hounds? You might be asking yourself, Taylor Swift, what is that? I'm here to answer that question for you, just to help out my good friends, Lucian and Andrew. So most people can agree that Taylor Swift is probably America's greatest living content creator. She's widely agreed to be probably one of the greatest artists in history. She makes Michelangelo look like a dumb idiot. She is as good of a person and musician as there's ever been, and we can all agree on that. Taylor Swift moved with her family from Pennsylvania to Nashville, Tennessee to become a prodigy in country music, uh, and eventually probably the greatest country musician that's ever existed. Uh, Her first single, Tim McGraw, named and sung about the great singer Tim McGraw, was lit as hell. 
her first debut album named after herself, self-titled Taylor Swift, was also lit as hell and lit her up to the top of the country charts. She won like every CMT award. She was a country star. She crushed it. But she's got range. Taylor Swift has range that makes Steph Curry look like Shaquille O'Neal. That is a sports reference on a music podcast because I don't have enough musical depth of knowledge to make a different reference outside of Taylor Swift. And from there, we get her fearless album winning the Grammy for Album of the Year. Well-deserved, we can all agree, one of the best albums ever. And we get the whole Kanye deal. I don't need to break down the Kanye deal for you. We all know about it. She dueled with Kanye. Blah, blah, blah. He was an ass. He's still great. I love Kanye. You're not going to get a bad word about Kanye out of me. And I hope, I haven't heard the podcast. I don't know what Lucian Andrew got to talk about. I hope it's not all about Kanye. But now my intro, it is. Um, and uh, basically, from then on, we get her in the movie Valentine's Day. People forget that she's a multi-hyphenate. She's the best actress ever. She starred right across Taylor Lautner in Valentine's Day. And then she goes on to win, I think, 10 Grammy Awards. Um, and now I'm, Lucian will probably use this whole podcast as an excuse to talk about The National and Bon Iver. Um, but um, she's well-deserving of every praise that she's ever gotten. And she'll probably keep making all the best records in history. Um, so I hope this has been a helpful background. Um, have a great rest of podcast, uh, sponsored by, uh, Subway, which I had today. Uh, so, uh, enjoy that. Shout out to Subway. What an amazing description from Johnny Gatto. I assume it was amazing. So Johnny's a Taylor Swift expert. I admittedly am not. I came to Taylor Swift around the album 1989 so I was late to the party. I heard a couple songs of that and I'm just like, wow, these are really good pop jams. These slap, it was, I, I had always been kind of adverse to pop music in general. And I think that was one of the albums that helped me be like, okay, maybe there's some stuff in pop that is, I will start exploring it more. Not that I've still ever like embraced it more than other genres, but I, I did enjoy it. And then I didn't really love Reputation or Lover too much. There are a couple of songs here and there on it that I was like, okay, these are pretty good. And, you know, they're fine and I enjoy them. And then with Folklore and Evermore, I just like very much enjoy those albums because they are like, essentially they sound like national albums at times, but they're just very good and they're very fun. And I think they slap. Yeah, for sure. She has some really catchy songs and her music is always on in in. My ha my sister is a huge Taylor Swift fan, huge, probably the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the world. So, uh, I so I know like a lot of her music. Like I've listened to like all like the songs on Fearless, the songs on Red, uh, all the yeah. way up through. I I actually don't know Folklore and Evermore too much. Um, yeah. but I know I know Fearless and Red and 1989 very well. Yeah. Uh, and like songs like Love Story like are very catchy and like um. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, Back to December is a catchy song. Yeah. Um, they're catchy. Yeah. I will say that I, I'm very ignorant of her early career, and so that I'm ex I'm excited to hear lyrics from those. But the three albums that I do like of hers, I do like a fair amount, and I really like the last two. So I am a fan in that regard. But I just 
I'm not a super fan and she's someone who has so, so, so many super fans. So I apologize to any super fans who are listening, who are just, who, who recognize that we do not know hundred percent about Taylor Swift. Anyway, at this point in the podcast, I'm just going to say, listen, we're here. We do this. We do this. I don't know. Every Monday. Sometimes we miss a Monday. Not often, but it's happened once maybe. But listen, we're here and we're here to provide some comedy, some lyrical analysis, some laughs, some lightheartedness amongst the global pandemic. And if you like this podcast, do me a favor and just subscribe. It's easy. It's free. It'll make you feel 10 out of 10 great. And listen, you'll get an episode delivered to your device because that's how like subscriptions work, right? And you'll never miss an episode so you don't have to lie awake in bed thinking, oh man, I hope I'm not going to miss that Lyric Boys episode. And listen, I want to say and listen one more time because while doing this whole thing, I recognize that it's clearly something I do. And listen, it's time to get into the meat and the potatoes and the vegetables of the episode. I want to kick it off and start with my very first Taylor Swift lyric. Stieglitz, are you ready to hear it? Have you ever thought of a career in sales? You should be a salesman. I've always wanted to go door to door and sell vacuums, but not because of uh, the money, just because I, I, I really think I, I, I have a passion for that and I'd be really good. You have a passion for vacuums? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Vacuums <laughs> and, and chatting up with strangers about vacuums. <laughs> Anyway, give me yeah. your first. Oh first man, there's like a slight delay on my audio right now. It's fucking me up. Give me I your first it. Taylor Swift lyric. Audience at home, my first Taylor Swift lyric comes from the 1989 song "Shake It Off," and this song is very catchy. It's like was the lead one of the lead singles from the album. And in the midst of catching and Taylor Swift basically shaking off the haters. And the people who bring her down and they talk about her, she just gets, she just, <laughs> the song kind of just changes and she like kind of sing raps this part and she goes, hey, 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 just think while you've been getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. I regret not getting down to this sick beat. There was a beat. It was saved on my iPod for years, and I glanced over it, and, well, goddamn, goddamn, it is sick. How did I miss this? There are two things that jump out at me to this. Uh The first is just, like, this kind of makes me think of, like, a really bad therapist or something who's like, hey, hey, hey. While you're talking about like all these anxieties and things that are going on in the world that you can't control, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. And then like your therapist plays like just puts a vinyl record on and it's like, see, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. this has. Yeah, it's <laughs> there's there's those people. It's, it's also that what you said reminds me of those people who are like, hey, are you upset about uh, like maybe the death of a family member or something? Like, have you ever tried smoking weed that'll help while you're being upset over here you could just light up a fat joint and be like baby all my problems have melted away i've just transversed through the desert and i'm parched and i'm starving and my clothes are all tattered and i find like a bar at the edge of the edge of a town and i open the salon doors and i and i walk in and i'm just like water give me water 
And then the bartender comes out and is like, boy, you don't need water. What you need is this sick beat. And then he plays Shake It Off and I just die there on the dance floor. That <laughs> or he is... just plays like, he plays like a typical DJ house beat that has like, bow, 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 every five seconds. The second thing about this is like, it's another meta situation where it's like this sick beat. So it's like, this song came out a few years ago. So there's plenty of time before the song came out where you could have been getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world. But you could not have been getting down to the sick beat because the song hadn't existed yet. So then it gives me guilt to be like, well, why was I thinking about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats in the world? And I should have been getting down to the sick beat, but it hadn't existed. So it's a very, it's a circular and it just inflames that anxiety. Am I right? <laughs> wow. You need a time machine to go back to, to, get, to, to yeah. get back to the sick beat. It's like in Back to the Future instead of like um, uh, a Chuck Berry song, right? Wasn't it? What what was like the song? Yeah, Johnny B. Good. Johnny B. Good, right? Instead of Johnny B. Good, he just goes there and does Shake It Off to all all the teens. Uh, That would be hilarious because he he would have to bring out like a DJ kit in order to like recreate that (laughs) beat. And so instead of everybody being like, wow, that's a weird way that he plays guitar, we're like left speechless. They'd be like, yeah. what is this witch with this future technology? It would be a completely different movie. Yeah. Also, like, it's great to shake it off, but it is also funny if it's like that's any someone's advice. You're like, I'm just not feeling good today. Like, nothing I do has value. Everything is meritless. My whole life is meaningless. And someone's like, I don't know. Why do you just get down to some sick beads, man? <laughs> I made these six yeah, study yeah, beads, yeah. lo-fi study beads. You can get down to those. <laughs> there, there, there are those people that exist in the world that are just like ravers. They're just like, they always go to these like EDM house concerts and they're just like, I got no problems because I put on like my rainbow face paint and I just dance it out. I've never been to a rave or um, any sort of music festival that starts with the words EDM or ends with carnival. And I'm sure they're madness. <laughs> so you've never been to a, uh, like an EDM fest. I haven't either. I never plan to go to it like an EDM festival. I think that I would rather be in prison. But we were talking last summer about mm-hmm. uh, po- possibilities of... Yes. Different types of festivals, yes. and we and and we came up with the would, would you rather question, and and yes. lyric boys content hounds. I want I want you to weigh in on this. Okay, here's this a is I think before we get into it, I just want to say this would you rather question. I think is one of the most fascinating choices I've yes. ever tell, <laughs> had to decide between, and everyone we ask it to, it just really reveals the personality and who they are. It just gets someone it to does. the it core. It says a lot about. It says it's a lot great about icebreaker. Who you are. So, so the question is, would you rather go to an EDM festival for three days? It's a three day Mm -hmm. EDM festival Mm -hmm. where you just eat, sleep and drink fucking EDM music and, and culture and bright lights. Yes. Or Mm -hmm. would you rather go to a three day Shrek festival where it's all Shrek all the time everybody is dressed up as different characters from shrek mm-hmm. you have to it, it you are required to dress up as a character from shrek you're required to speak in the lore of that character okay you are uh <laughs> surrounded by shrek paraphernalia 
I, Which one? I, would you I don't remember you? ever having to force them to wear Shrek paraphernalia. Well, I'm raising that, that the might stakes. change it, but you're raising the stakes. And just another thing the that stakes. audience needs to know is that Shrek Fest takes place in Wisconsin. It's a real thing. Yeah, now, we didn't know that when we proposed the Would You Rather at first, but we looked it up. And oh no, baby, Shrek. you I knew that? that? I was prepared. Oh I was anyway. like, this would. Yeah. Anyway, I picked um, Shrek I would, Fest. Hundred percent Shrek Fest. Honestly, that sounds fun. Just that I don't know if I would want to dress up or talk as Lord Farquaad or whatever. That would be a little too much for me. Well, no, no, no. But just the idea of being at an EDM festival for three days is terrifying and scares me. And I'm worried about it. So Shrek Fest seems like a more chill environment. And I get to watch the best movie franchise of all time. (laughs) Count me in. Shrek is is so good. Shrek is, if anything, Shrek is underrated. Um, I also... 100% 100% would prefer Shrek Fest. And let me just say, you don't, you're not required to dress up as... They don't choose the character for you. Uh, you have to choose the character. Like, if every... You could dress up as Shrek and just be like, Ogres have layers the whole time. And that's fine. You don't have to be Lord Farquaad. That's a little too too much, though. That's a little too much. Um, okay. You could Andrew. be, uh, uh, like, the big bad wolf and just be like... I'm the big bad wolf. I'm going to blow your house down. I don't want to be Shrek when Shrek gets hot. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. When he's, he get hot at some point? I don't he remember. Does. He turns into, a, he turns into a, a, a thick piece of meat. Nice. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the Taylor Swift fans listening to this are just like, we've done one lyric and now we've gone into a tangent about Shrek. So Stieglitz, wearing your green shirt in honor of Shrek, what is your first That's right. Taylor Swift lyric? My first lyric is from the song New Romantics off of 1989. And uh, the lyric is, please take my hand and please take me dancing and please leave me stranded. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. Uh, I think maybe we have different ideas of of romance. Maybe, Uh, perhaps. (laughs) But I like that, you know, she's leaving it all out on the table right there. Like, I want you to uh, do some horrible things to just like like what is she asking is she is she asking like drive me to uh like an abandoned insane asylum from the 60s and leave me there and see what happens because uh maybe that would be fun maybe maybe that is romantic who knows i picture just a big quarry a quarry a quarry and she what is that like left, a field like um a place where where you Damn, now you're testing my knowledge of quarries. I think of it as like a place where big trucks like mine rocks and I don't know, shale. Okay. What are these words? Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it reminds me in some way of the Blink-182 lyric we discussed from Feeling This that was like, place your hand in mine, I'll leave when I want to. It's like she, Taylor Swift wants that type of man who's like, let's have fun. And then just ghost me. Like, let's go out tonight. And then at some point you're going to say, like, I got to go pee and you're never coming back. And maybe that would be so much fun. Yeah, but see, I feel like then she'd write a song and be like, why did you ghost me? And then he'd be like, so she wants that. That's, that's the me. fun of uh, Maybe she year. wants inspiration for songs. She's like, I don't care about our relationship. I just need to. I, I signed on to a, a record label and I I have a contract. So if you could do something terrible to me to allow me to sing a song that would be great 
She's like, I've been having a really good string of like lots of good dates and just great relationships, but like something bad needs to happen so I could write a good revenge loves like yeah. There's angry no there's no there's no real song fodder for for good good songs there. You know, I need I need. Can you just like slap me right now? Okay. <laughs> so when she delivers this in the song, is she saying it like? Is it pretty anthemic and big, or is it like kind of? Um, just sounds very sarcastic and she's like it's this so song romantic. is definitely is definitely uh anthemic and big no it's i, th- I mean the line is is sarcastic to mm. to say that uh very sad i want you to leave me stranded she obviously doesn't want that but we're making jokes here baby that's what we do there are times when really big pop stars like write lyrics like that and i'm like who are these people that are abandoning these very famous pop stars who clearly will like write about it <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. I never thought of that. Like, it's like, who's like, yeah, I'm dating Taylor Swift, but I don't know. I'll go stare and we can go get like waffles or something. That'd be chill. Yeah. Like, I and, get it. Like, like when she's at the very beginning of her career when people don't know her, but like, she's like six albums in at this point, And you're like, she's like sold out massive stadiums across the world. And they're like, talking to this girl, Taylor. I don't know. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I mean, not that obviously you 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 don't want to like ghost or strand anyone, but I'm just saying at this point, if you're stranding, well, yeah, you know doing, what you're getting into. Who's doing that? Who's, yeah. you're, you're gonna be on a song, and you're gonna be an enemy of so many thousands of stands online, millions of stands. Yeah. So right, my second, second lyric Taylor Swift album is so oh, my second Taylor Swift lyric is from the album Lover. And it's from the song "You Need to Calm Down." Album as well. Oh, I don't know it super well too. But the song was yeah, like really big um, single from the album about those Twitter beefs or about one well one sided Twitter just like the haters. The haters. It's about Taylor Swift coming at her haters, right? Yeah. And the lyric is, "You are somebody that I don't know, but you're taking shots at me like it's Patron." And I'm just here like, damn, it's 7 a.m. Say it in the street, that's a knockout. But you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out. And I'm just like, hey, are you okay? You know, I have i don't understand. I don't think I've ever met. Maybe I have. But I don't think I've ever met a person who like viciously attacks celebrities on social media who are these people and they exist they exist they obviously exist because you see it on twitter but like yeah who are they who what do you think this person is like well i know you said you you haven't met anyone but i'm sure you have i'm sure some people in your life are totally like this you just don't know it yeah i just statistically the funniest part about this it was all like it's just you are somebody that i don't know is a hilarious opening line to be like against your haters. It's like, I have no idea who you are. And yet it's like, you are just insulting me on Twitter, which that happens like on a micro scale. We've gotten it, baby. What? We've gotten it. That's what I mean. It happens on a micro scale where someone like shits on a video we posted on YouTube. (laughs) And I'm just like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? How did you find this video? Why don't you like it? And then also, why did you just leave a comment? It is just like, okay. On a it's micro like, what, scale, I think yeah. the that our haters are 
it's fucking hilarious to me. It mm-hmm. makes me laugh so much and it brings me joy. Like like yes. the comments that are like nice, I'm like, whatever. The comments that are call us quote unquote, not me saying it, but the comments that call us retarded make me laugh so fucking much. Because yeah, it's true. Like I don't know who are you? Like where do you even get the audacity? It's so funny to me that a person's brain would be like, Yeah, you can say this. That's okay. Yeah, like That's acceptable. Might, yeah. And, you know, on a micro scale, when we experience that, it's like not often. But like Taylor Swift's phone is, whenever right, she goes right, on Twitter, I'm sure it's blowing up. With yeah, everything I feel like if I was bigger, I would, it would annoy me. Oh, yeah. And I would definitely, like, if I were in a place where I actually had like fans and hashtag stands, that is a scary place to be. That is kind of frightening, that loss of privacy and and um, just constant attention. Yeah, but it, I bet it, it, just, it, it must change yeah. you as yeah. a person. But it is just so funny to me just to be like, if Taylor Swift responded to all of her haters and just wrote, you are somebody that I don't know, that would be legendary. That would be hilarious. Yes, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. It, it would be a lot. It would be, take a full like week for her to do that, but it would be hilarious. <laughs> And I also like that it ends with her being like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I would love uh, for there to be a new constitutional rule of like anything you tweet, you have to go out and publicly take a megaphone and say it in the town square for everybody to hear. I bet there would be a lot less tweets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there would take a lot more effort to get your <laughs> up there. Um Give me your second Taylor Swift lyric. Swift. Okay. T-Swift. My second T-Swift lyric comes from Welcome to New York. Off of 1989. And the lyric is, it's a new soundtrack. I can dance to this beat. The lights are so bright, but they never blind me. Welcome to New York. And uh, I, I picked that because... Well, we'll get into the the actual lyrics, but like you go to uh contrast that with like what's the New York right now in the pandemic. And it's uh it's a different world. I remember when this song came out and this was this was the first song that I had heard on 1989. And I remember Taylor Swift had like moved to New York and suddenly was like going ham on Instagram posting New York stuff and me and all my New York friends were like a little cynical about that there was definitely like I remember when Taylor Swift moved to New York there were like articles in like New York magazines and like websites that were just very cynical about it and be like all right like what are you doing here like stop being so enthusiastic (laughs) but that's such a New York response. Like, like somebody moves to New York and they're like, "Wow, isn't this great?" And you're like, "The fuck are you doing over here, man?" Yeah, she would like get cookies at Levain and post them, and people would be like, "Everyone gets cookies at Levain. You're not discovering something new." But I don't even know what Levain is. It's a cookie spot, cookie place. All right, <laughs> cookie place. Very good cookies. <laughs> very, good. Um, very good. One thing that this song did kind of interestingly, which. I guess there was a while where Taylor Swift wasn't super open about anything that could be like remotely political, right? Like she she was not um I think like in the midterms in 2018, that was like the first time she was like ever like you should vote for this person. 
uh, and I think she, cause she just had bit like, you know, she's from the South and she's has a very big country audience. I think she'd always been like a little bit, um, scared to ta- like get a little bit political. And also she's young. <laughs> she's yeah. like a very young person. So it makes sense for years that she might've not done that. Mm-hmm. So welcome to New York had like basically support, like there's a lyric that is in support of like gay marriage and just that like gay people in general, which like, I guess for her in her career was something that she wasn't comfortable singing about before this. But the way it's done is similarly to me, the funniest way to like ever support gay marriage in a song. <laughs> and it's almost in the way that it's so simple. Cause the lyric is everybody here was someone else before and you can want who you want boys and boys and girls and girls. And it's just so simple. It's so simplistic, but it's like that but means it's a bound lot. To it. It, it's bound yes. to ignite some kind of fury in some conservative to be like, whoa, my daughter's not listening to this homosexual garbage. Um, we're not going to New York anymore. We're going <laughs> to go to the Westboro Baptist Church for a vacation. They're like, wait a second, wait a second. Are you telling me that there are people who love the same sex in New York? <laughs> not in my not in my New York. Look at someone on Twitter is like, wait, Taylor, don't you mean boys and girls and boys and girls? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean boys and boys There's and girls? There's like a, a lyric genius like, <laughs> here's a fun <laughs> trivia correction. Taylor Swift accidentally <laughs> says boys and boys. <laughs> They're just like, I don't get it. What do you mean boys and boys? Like just broing down in New York? Right? Yeah, yeah. They just cannot comprehend the idea of homosexuality. They're not even against it. They're just like, but it doesn't, they're, they're hanging out as friends, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like throwing footballs. Yeah. Maybe playing some tag. No, I do love it though. I, it's, I mean, great. It's supported. It's great. But it's just such a simplistic way that is kind of, I do appreciate when a message is boiled down to the most simplistic way of delivering it, which I think this song is. There's almost no simpler way of saying that you support, like, gay marriage. <laughs> yeah. Other than, yeah. Like, I like when boys and boys and girls and girls can be who they want to be with. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. Cut uh, to the RNC being like, we need to get rid of Taylor Swift from our houses mm. and our venues, our sacred holy churches. Anyway, give me your lyric number three. My third Taylor Swift lyric is from Look What You Made Me Do off of Reputation. So, another just big single from Taylor Swift's recent career. And this is another song that just like, this was after 1989. This album came out and Taylor Swift started wearing black and like, this was when people like were shitting on Taylor Swift for years and calling her a snake because like Kim Kardashian lied about Taylor Swift giving permission to Kanye to mention her and famous. And there was this whole thing and turned out like Taylor Swift was like right all along and she never gave permission and and Kim Kardashian was just like an asshole and Kanye was an asshole as you expect. Yeah. You know, I got to say the Kanye song famous, I don't. I I think that that song is very disrespectful. It is. It is completely. It's, it's funny. Like not, like, it's, it's it, but not it's like, like a mean. good. It's yeah. It's like not. It. I can't listen to it because I just feel like it's just like, goddamn. That's that's not cool, man. So the lyric 
is basically like Kanye West being like, um, me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous. Yeah. So it's very disrespectful. It's also like the idea that Kanye West made Taylor Swift is like famous is just like, no. <laughs> and yeah, well, it's also like, that's, I feel like Kanye West is one of those people time. who Taylor would be like, you are somebody that I don't know. And Kanye is just yeah. like, what? How do you not know me? I interrupted you at the awards. And then I wrote a song about how I made you famous. And then in the music video, there was like a, 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 a naked body double of you. And Taylor Swift was just like, all right, dude, chill. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this was this period where I think Kanye stands. I'm sounding too young when I say stands and Kanye stands. But Kanye West fans were like, oh my God, Taylor's such a liar. And then people were like, oh my God, she's such a snake. And they'd be like, snake emoji, snake emoji, snake emoji. So Taylor Swift really embraced that and was like, this is my dark, vengeful period where I'm a bad girl. And then this song was like, look at me, I'm a bad girl. And then in the middle of the song, shit's happening and Taylor gets a phone call and she picks up the phone and she goes, I'm sorry, but the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, cause she's dead. Boom. The world knows the old Taylor that we all know and love. The sweet Southern, welcome to New York, bags packed, cheerio, Taylor Swift is gone. And in the, her wake is dark anti-matter Taylor Swift. It's like Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, it's Venom. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's hilarious. I think this is one of the most, like... Taylor Swift has a knack from having like some kind of like cheese factor, but it's also like a fun cheese factor. So this works for me. This is like to me one of the most memorable, <laughs> like just like moments. The sheer audacity. <laughs> sorry, I'm going crazy. The sheer audacity to put this in your song is fantastic. No other artist would do this. No other artist in their mind would be like. I'm sorry, the old Lincoln Park can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> the old Lincoln Park. <laughs> Remember when I said I was one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break? Well, I've broken. Take me home, country that's roads, my, that's West my, Virginia. That's my Lincoln Park reference. Excuse me. The old John Denver can't come to the phone right now. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so, hilarious to me. And also very funny because... Well, I think now, like, pe people realize that Kanye and, and Kim were just treated Taylor Swift really poorly. And, and that kind of, like, now people are like, oh, Taylor Swift, we were mean to call her a snake. Which is also internet people. Why do people on the internet post snake emojis on people? It's dumb. Um, I kind of know what you're talking about, but I'm not as internet as you are. You're not as well versed in the culture. Yeah. Um, I mean... I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I, but again, like who are these fucking people? Who are, who are these people who are posting snake emojis to, to a celebrity? Like what, what does that do? <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's not the time. It's not the place. It is funny that, uh, this song sounds like I'm too sexy for my shirt. Oh yes. I've heard that before. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I oh, feel yeah. like mm, um, mm, 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 it's funny because mm, she's mm, trying mm, to be mm, like yes. dark, and it's like uh, maybe you hit the wrong, maybe 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 not the right beat for that. Yeah. So I love the idea too that someone is like, 
has this moment in their life where they're like, you know what? I'm a new person now. Everything before this does not define me. I am a totally new Lucian. I am a new Andrew Stieglitz. Like the old Lucian is dead. And then people just like talk to you like normal and you're like, excuse me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The old Lucian cannot engage with this BS Tom foolery. Cause the old have Lucian, you, he dead. Have you had a, uh, like a moment in your life because I have and I, I could share yes. it where you were like um, you're like damn I feel myself more mature now like I feel myself changed like you're like are you aw- have you ever been aware of like like I'm a different person man I'm not that guy anymore I assume this is a bar mitzvah story you're about to tell me yeah it's definitely a bar mitzvah as I'm reading the Torah the sacred words I'm like God has made me a man look at my circumcision <laughs> just like Andrew just you start giving a speech at your bar mitzvah and your voice just gets deeper and deeper as you speak yeah. that's what happens um, at bar mitzvahs you start off like this and you go, Baruch Eloheinu Melech Haolam. And suddenly all the the ladies in the audience are like, oh my God, Andrew is a Ooh, man now. He's really a man now. <laughs> uh, give me your example because I'm curious uh, about it. Circumcision though. through his pants. Uh, I, there was, um, I remember the semester between... Uh, the first semester of freshman year and the second semester of freshman year and coming home and just being like, damn, I have grown. I have changed. <laughs> like, just like better, your... like, it's just funny to, to look back on that and be like, you know, th- <laughs> just like, I'm not that guy anymore, man. Maybe I used to be, but I'm not. And like n- with nothing, but like, just like, uh, just like, hey, do you like this T-shirt? Not that guy anymore, man. I'm sorry, the old Lucian who would wear the wolf head T-shirt with the three wolves howling at the moon. While, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never had while that. Puncturing but it a was keystone like... light and shotgunning it. That Lucian is dead. This Lucian yeah. just gets drunk off of straight whiskey while wearing a button-down shirt. <laughs> I hate whiskey. Um, yeah, I mean that definitely. I, there are times in my life where I'll be like moments of reflection being like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm mature now. <laughs> Am I? But have there been times you're like, something needs to change. I'm a new man now. And you're just like, from now on, I'm different. There's definitely times like I think something like that. And, but of course, you know, <laughs> it doesn't quite. Uh, yeah. It's, overnight. it's. There, I, I definitely like that was the most I felt it in my life was just like I am different okay friends from home okay I'm not the same guy it's like that also yeah. I didn't quite have this as much uh, coming from study abroad but I definitely had it a little bit it's like when you come from studying abroad and, and you're just like sorry sorry I said cheers mate I've been I've been in London for three months okay Oh, when I ordered chips, I meant French fries. Did yeah. I mention that I was in London where things yeah. are different? Their government is stable. Yeah. <laughs> no Sorry, one. Sorry, did I mean. say did I say C instead of yes? <laughs> I have to spend three months in Madrid, man. <laughs> oh man. Andrew. All right, my third my third lyric. I just want to point out that 
the first half of this podcast, I was the old Lucian and I'm different now. So you'll start to to see that. I'm different. Good to know. I don't care anymore. I don't care. (laughs) My third lyric comes from the song Love Story off the album Fearless. Beautiful. And the lyric is, because you were Romeo, I was a scarlet letter. And my daddy said, stay away from Juliet. But you were everything to me. I was begging you, please don't go. Now, at the risk of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and hold back from saying anything that's like, sounds like I'm shitting on her because this is not the podcast for that. This is a podcast where we come, we approach the songs from a place of love. Yeah, but and what we the both fuck are you her. talking about here, Taylor? So what the fuck? Are, what you are a Scarlet Letter? You're a 15 year old white girl from the suburbs. What are you talking about? Whose Scarlet Letter were you? What? Where's this coming from? It's, it's like the typical like. There were definitely girls like in my high school too, who were, or even guys too, who were just like, like, I, I'm just different. Okay, I'm just rude. You can't, you can't comprehend what goes on in the inner depths of my mind. I should be left alone to my own devices. Do not attempt to conjure me out with your love and affection because I just can't be tamed. And anyway, just that's like what this song sounds like. Stieglitz, we're just telling you to have dinner with us as a family. All right, you don't need <laughs> yeah, exactly. to only bring your yeah. chicken nuggets to your room every day as you watch like <laughs> yeah. some <No>. anime. <laughs> I'm a scarlet letter, okay? Please, I know how you talk about me. I know what you say behind my back. And uh, one we thing just that, told you that we were going <laughs> to go to McDonald's together. One thing that just confuses me from like a purely metaphorical place is that she says you were Romeo. So this other person is Romeo. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor Swift's daddy said, "Stay away from Juliet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, daddy, okay. The daddy said dad it to the Romeo. Romeo. You better stay away from my daughter. Okay. Wow. Which, like, okay, the song. I understand. Ladies and I gentlemen, thought, ladies I thought the dad was saying that to her, and I was like confused that he was both Romeo and Juliet. No. no. And now it makes sense to me, baby. I had a good GPA. Anyway, tell me more. Ladies and gentlemen. I want to point out again that this is a comedy podcast and I know what the meaning of the lyric is, okay? I am not that stupid. I know that we said that I'm stupid at the top. I know that the scarlet letter represents that the dad doesn't want the girl to date the guy. Anyway, it's just funny to me because it sounds like these these like high school people in high school who are just like I'm just the villain in, in your love story. And it's very I melodramatic. I do think people who write lyrics in high school, that is the peak of the melodrama of lyricism. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you'd see people like do songs at talent shows and they'd be like, my soul is tortured beyond belief. No other soul is more tortured than mine. Every day is a torturous affair. Every moment is a torturous yeah, eclair in my mouth, making me weep. <laughs> there, there are the lyrics. There, are, there they are. Stan. Uh, yeah, there's. Have the you high ever felt like you were somebody's scarlet letter? No. How? What do you think that feels like, though? Just like pain, pain, suffering, suffering. No one has ever told me stay away from their daughter. 
<laughs> that that is like a trope in these yeah. songs, right? Or I'm like, generally a hit with the with the parents. I'm not saying I'm a hit with parents. I'm just saying no one's ever been like that kid is a bad kid. You stay away from him. Maybe no, I don't think cycles. anybody has said that about me ever in my life. I think that if anything, it would be the opposite. Like that kid is too fucking lame for you, Johnny. Yeah. Don't hang out with him. I don't know. Why your I parents Johnny. are playing matchmakers. Your mom is like, oh, why don't you meet? Or your friend's mom's like, why don't you meet Steve? That's he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, love it. Yeah, I'm a hit with the parents. Parents love me. Do you have anything more you want to say with this lyric, or shall we? No. Move? No. Move on. Move on. All right. So my fourth Taylor Swift lyric is from Folklore. And it's from the song, The Last Great American Dynasty. And just to give context to the song, this song is about Taylor Swift singing about this woman, Rebecca Harkness, who married someone who had lots of standard oil money who was like an heir to standard oil money and they bought this rhode island mansion and the husband died and rebecca would throw parties in this rhode island mansion and like salvador dali would be there and people would be like oh my god she ruined the standard oil family she's like unbecoming of a woman throwing parties in a mansion whatever right so that's kind of the song and it ends with Basically, the house is just there empty. So 50 years is a long time. Holiday house sat quietly on that beach, free of women with madness, their men and bad habits. And then it was bought by me. So what is so funny about this is that this song is great and it's a very fun song and it's very charming and like, you're listening to it and you're like, yeah, you go, Rebecca. Like, don't listen to, like, don't let society bring you down. And, like, Taylor, like, evokes her and being like, she's kind of like Rebecca in her way. And I'm like, yeah, you go, Taylor. Don't let society knock you down. But what a brag. What an ability to make a song be like, oh, I empathize with you, Taylor. She bought this mansion for $17.75 million. It is the most expensive private home in Rhode Island. And yet it still seems like very charming it's still like ah oh, so, new england house yeah taylor swift's just like this woman lived in this house and had a lot of parties people didn't really like her and she was unfairly treated and now look at who's in the house now me yeah i just want to <laughs> do things yeah. like that and be charming about it like i would love to be like oh did i just buy this Little little house, most expensive house in Rhode Island. Oh, maybe, but it's a little charming, right? It's a little fixer. It's like remember? it's like calling like a three thousand dollar bottle of wine. Like just uh, it's just some stuff from the vineyard. Uh, this is a vineyard made fermented grapes. This is fermented grape juice. And then being like, that's a three thousand dollar bottle of wine that you should never open because it's like it'll just get better with age. It's like no, one it's, of the it's delicious grape juice. One uh, one really memorable moment in my life is I was getting a haircut uh, maybe like three or four years ago in New York. And it's like a pretty cheap haircut place. Like the haircut's like $25. And this guy is getting his haircut and he's just like, I have so many watches. I have so many cars. He's like, I have a wine cellar. And he's like, 
they're just watches. They're just cars. It means nothing. <laughs> like it was a very like moment. Like I'll a take really, one of those. I'll take yeah, one just of those a beautiful watches. moment where he's like, it's they're just watches. <laughs> he's like, love is the only thing that matters, or something. Mm. How about like, sending some of that my way then? <laughs> um, but yes, it is a an interesting ability to be that relatable and make people like be like, oh, how charming. When you're just yeah. like splashing that guy, it's the opposite of saying like, uh, like a Rolex watch is like my ice, being like I got ice on my wrist. It's just like I, being like, yeah. uh, I have a, a piece of equipment that allows me to tell time. Yeah, it's like wow, that is a ten thousand dollar Rolex watch. They've only made one of them, and you yeah. have it. Um, one thing in general too. I think the history of like houses that I've lived in is fascinating, right? Like whenever I've been in an apartment and you look at like when the apartment building was built. So New York, that's been like apartment buildings built in like the 1910s, 20s, 30s. I'm always like, what was life like back there? Who was living here? Like that fascinates me. And like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just like, what were their histories like this neighborhood? What was it like in the 1910s? What was going on? It just... That fascinates me. So to know that history is cool too. So I could, I do understand why she would also like feel this kinship with this former owner too. And I wish I knew about the owners. I wish like I had a history of like the people who lived in my apartments and houses that I've lived in. It's weird to think like when you move out of a place that like Mm -hmm. you ever think like somebody else is going to be sleeping here. Like how weird is that? Like I get so attached yeah. I get so attached to like anything to like just yeah. like walls of a house. I'm just like, yeah. these are my walls. They can't be somebody else's walls. Yeah. I, this is my bathroom. I, I hung my poster on these walls. I did things on the toilet that are unspeakable. <laughs> yeah. If these walls could talk, they would say I am a disgusting <laughs> person. What was the country Lamar lyric? Does he go, if these walls can talk, sex. Yeah. <laughs> is that a Kendrick Lamar lyric? <laughs> I always found that one of the funniest lyrics in the <laughs> Lyric Genius says woman moaning. If these walls can talk, 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 sex. The walls are just like like if they could talk, they would only say one word because their eyes are so traumatized. They're just like bloodshot and open wide. They don't blink anymore and just like sex. So much sex. <laughs> when we do our Kendrick episode, we'll have to do that lyric. Oh, it's also like when you absolutely have to. <laughs> when you see commercials for like paint, they're like, "If these walls could talk," and it's always like a homely, like um, very like Southern man talking. He's like, "This home has been here for decades, and this paint spruces it up." If these walls can talk, what stories would they tell? And the walls are just like. Oh my god, so much sex. So much fucking. So much please. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> please, you gotta get me out of here. Get me out of there. Yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you wanna hear my fourth lyric? I would love that. My fourth lyric is from the song called I Did Something Bad off the album Reputation. Oh. And, uh,. The lyric is I actually don't know the song that well But I picked it because Yeah I don't know It stood out to me as 
it just stood out to me. Anyway, um, I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. So I play them like a violin and I make it look oh so easy because for every lie I tell them, they tell me three. <laughs> this is how the world works. Now all he thinks about is me. Uh, that is very, for every lie I tell them, they tell me three. For some reason that reminds you of like a fairy tale of just like. Some weird exchange. Yeah. That like some, it's also funny cause she's like, I'm playing them like a violin. And is that playing them like a violin that you're just being lied to all the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 I know they're going to tell me three lies. And it's like, well then why, uh, why engage with that then? Like, do you yeah. like for every, like for every lie you tell them, they tell you three. It sounds like they're winning that, that contest. Well, it's also like, okay, now you know that. Cool. <laughs> Good. Like, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to, how are you going to make that into your advantage? I don't understand. Yeah, how would you, how would you? Because then you would have to like decipher the lie be like, okay, there's going to be three lies coming soon. Okay. And so like he says five things and she's like, fuck, now I have to guess which three of them were lies. Cause I know it's going to be three. I don't know why it's going to be three. I don't know. Like in her minds, what, what makes it three? Like, why is it three lies? I'll but say this. Maybe she's found a pattern. I think the closest Taylor Swift has ever become. Oh, sorry. The closest Taylor. Let me rephrase all of this. The closest that Taylor Swift has ever been to becoming an all knowing deity is Taylor Swift off the reputation album. Cause that she presents herself on that album as just being like, in this song, she's like, I'm playing this guy. I got him figured out. She knows that, like, she is, she knows everything. She's just a very, she's, like, perceptive. <laughs> and she just, like, but she's just, again, like, a like, super genius on that album. It feels like she has them, like, she's like, I got this person on a string, right? But, like, also, yeah. if they can tell you three lies and you don't know which of the things coming out of their mouth are going to be lies, then... I don't know. I don't know. I can't get into her head. She's uncovering the mystery. She loves that. The mystery. Yeah. And also I like how she's like, this is how the world works, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, now it's we also know, I guess. It's funny that she doesn't trust narcissists, but they love her. So I guess she's like not loving them back. She's just like, eh, I'm a have some fun with some narcissists. <laughs> There's just lots of mirrors around the bedroom. If these yeah, mirrors yeah. can talk, sex. <laughs> it's just the wow. narcissist saying sex into the mirror. <laughs> All right. So my fifth and final Taylor Swift lyric also comes from folklore. And it comes from the song Mad Woman. And the lyric is, what do you sing on your drive home? Do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn? Does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever? There's two things that jump off. The f first and most obvious thing is when this song came out, there were a bunch of people because there's it's basically the last lyric, the way it's said and the way the commas place could mean a whole bunch of things. So I delivered it as does she smile or does she mouth? Fuck you forever. 
which implies that the face on the lawn is mouthing fuck you forever. Mm. A lot of people heard this lyric and understood it as does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever? Which is a very different <laughs> oh, I didn't meaning. Even think of it that way. Very different meaning. <laughs> yeah. And what is so funny to me about that because it's already uncommon when Taylor Swift curses and uh, and drops the F-bomb. Yeah. So the idea that Taylor Swift would suddenly have a song with the lyric about mouth fucking forever is hilarious. Because in no world is that happening. No. But the idea that I know so many people that were like, wait, what did she just say? Like, excuse me. How does, how, wait, what? <laughs> so like, I do love that so many people we're confused by that. This is also I'm I'm conjuring the image up of like an animated gif on a lawn just saying fuck you forever, fuck you forever, fuck you forever. Yeah, it is funny too that it's like you're this person so obsessed with thinking about her or whatever happened that he sees her everywhere. Or somebody paid their lawn guy to to like cut in the grass a picture mm-hmm. of her face with yeah. like a th- thought bubble that yeah. says fuck you forever <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it right that's what it means that's, that's what it means I think that's what it means you've solved the it's, issue so she says do you see my face on the neighbor's lawn does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever and so she, she paid her lawn guy to be like I, what I need you to do is this <clears throat> make, make my face with a thought bubble that says fuck you forever but I want it to be like as you're driving down th- and you change angles it kind of changes right so it sees you see me smile at first and then you see the thought bubble and the long guy's like I'm not gonna do that another thing that is curious with this lyric is that it starts with what do you sing on your drive home do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn so the first lyric there is just what are you singing on your drive home right are you singing my songs are you singing some other songs but I don't think she really cares about that question because she clearly is talking and cares a lot more about this neighbor's lawn and her face on the lawn. I don't think she really wants the answer. I think it's a disingenuine question. Wow. And Maybe she's like, uh, she's like, I, I just need you to distract your brain for a moment so that when you do pass this, it's going to really take you by surprise. I guess also, home. I do wonder if she's like, what do you sing on your drive? Because I think this song is about like um, those two people she hates, uh, the two like record executives who own her masters and there's like the whole dispute and that's why she's re-recording all of her songs and she just like absolutely hates these two people and she she just like, they're clearly her least favorite people in the world. Like, Yeah, and, and they, so they, they probably should be. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that so I think the song is about them. So it's like, are, when they go home on their drive home, are they like singing Taylor Swift songs? I do like that when she like throws her weight around as a pop star in her lyrics. I think that is fun when she's like knowing and is like, yeah, I know I make some catchy big songs and are you singing those on your drive home? I do think that's a fun vibe. Mm-hmm. It's also like if you were like someone and say like had a relationship with a big like singer or musician or or something and then had a falling out it's like oh do you still like enjoy the music probably not <laughs> but it's like so undeniably catchy that you're just like 
guess I'm going to listen to the Mad Woman, but also know the song is about me. And <laughs> hey, I would li- I would I would listen even more. Yeah, you're like that's me. Yeah. I'm listening to Mad <laughs> Woman on my drive home. Yeah, guys, you want to hear a song about me? You want to hear about a song about me? If these walls can talk, <laughs> terrible human being. Oh my god! All right, let me get my fifth <laughs> lyric out. It's uh, it's forever and always from the album Fearless. <clears throat> okay. The lyric is, "It rains when you're here." I mean, this is a very fucking catchy song, by the way. Undeniably catchy. Undeniably catchy. Uh, it rains when you're here, and it rains when you're gone. Because I was there when you said forever and always. Um, yeah, so that lyric is, uh, you know, you know, it's interesting because it's like there's there's the um, there's a nice guy trope, which is like, I'm a nice guy. You should fuck me. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we, but there's no nice girl trope. Right. And I think this lyric is the closest gets to that because it's like like counter that with um counter that with the interpol lyric mm-hmm. that we talked about in a previous episode that says uh the interpol lyric is i know you've supported me for a long time yes somehow i'm not impressed exactly and um yeah and then and then you go here and it's like you said you loved me i don't understand and it's like like, yeah, we talk about the nice guy trope all the time. This, I think, is the nice girl trope. I think we need to make a nice girl trope where it's like, you said forever. You said forever. And it's not forever. And the guy's like, I'm only 15. What the hell did you want from me? You said, are you going to be with me forever? And I was like, uh, I guess. And and I'm breaking up with you because I'm 15. Like, of course. Of course I'm breaking up with you. What did you fucking think? Reminds me of when I learned what that meatloaf song actually meant paradise by the dashboard or whatever right yeah i think you explained it to me and i was like wow i this song would play that that explained it to you the song would play on on like classic rock radio stations when i was younger and i'd be like i had no idea what it meant i didn't know that baseball metaphor that baseball call was just like sex metaphor basically that song is like meatloaf wanting to sleep with this person and her being like well hold up there mister in order for you to sleep with me, you're going to have to say that you love me forever and you're going to be with me forever. And Meatloaf is like, can we just like, can I do that tomorrow? And the woman's like, no. And he's like, okay, I love you forever. And then they do it. And then the rest of the song is him being like, I'm waiting for time to end so I can die. So I'm out of this relationship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's also like, Taylor Swift wants here. Yes. She uh, wants to be trapped in a loveless relationship. She wants. Wow. It's funny it's funny to say that she wants him to be trapped in a loveless relationship. It's just like uh it's like you know I feel like people are so quick to come down on the guy being like saying I love you at 15 and 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 to be like this poor girl you broke her heart but she's also like it's also like you're 15 what what did you expect did you expect that did you really think did you really think taylor did you really think did you really think that that it would lead to marriage no i didn't think so i like that it rains when he's there and it rains when he's gone seems like it's raining all the time she's in seattle here (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it rains when your hair rains when you're gone. But don't worry. That doesn't say anything about her relationship. We're just in a very rainy climate. And I'm not worried yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. What, what a poetic way to say Seattle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my take on it. I hope you enjoy. I enjoyed it. I like that you're going to need therapy for that lyric, which <laughs> I guess implies a lot. So anyway, folks at home, folks in their cars, folks at the grocery store, folks being folks wherever you fucking are. Thank you for listening. Wow. To, That's good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> thank you for listening to our Lyric Boys Taylor Swift episode. This is the part of the episode where Andrew and I improvise and create our own Taylor Swift lyrics armed with the knowledge of today. So we basically just spent like 30 seconds a minute coming up with our own Taylor Swift lyrics. These are not pre-planned. We make them up on the spot and boy, they are something. I got my notebook. I got to think of what era Taylor Taylor Swift I want to write. And like what part of the song. I know exactly what era. There are specific eras of, of Taylor for sure. But the reputation Taylor would be different. I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of the shake it off, the sick beat Taylor. <laughs> just like pop rapping. But I don't know what I could write about that. All, All right. right. So we just took some time and wrote our own version of Taylor Swift lyrics. And remember, these are off the dome. We spend a minute or two on them and we promise them, we promise you loyal audience that they're going to be decent at best. So Andrew, you want to give me your first Taylor Swift lyric? I sure do. What, What era were you channeling? I was trying to channel like older Taylor, like okay. the, cause that's a Taylor I know, uh, like fearless yeah. red, like uh, red and before. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. You ready? I am so ready for this. Ooh, once again, does with reference. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you loved me when you said hello. And I said, boy, look out below because I got a fire. I got an ironic desire to be left sad and alone and you could be that boy yeah you can be that love who threw his own queen off her throne i love the ironic desire to be left alone it's there i feel like people do um sometimes create an identity around pain and suffering (laughs) right so like well yeah (laughs) it is easy to identify with bad things that happen in your life right i don't know if i don't know i'm not saying that taylor swift does no but there was a lyric that you had uh had brought out where she was like um maybe it wasn't you maybe it was me is yours when you're like leave me alone like like um oh please leave me stranded yeah 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 from new romantics uh yeah so i was kind of trying i know that's from 1989 but like uh yeah channeling that a little bit channeling the like i thought you loved me uh, channeling like you threw your queen off yeah. her throne. Well, I, I'm just saying I do think that some people probably identify with the idea of being left and being like in toxic relationships or being left brokenhearted in, in oh, a way sure. that they're like, this is my identity now. And I like mm-hmm. that she's like in your version of this song that it's like I have this ironic desire to be 
left alone. Love it. Yeah. She will. Well, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she does. Let me hear your lyric. So, I was channeling. Um, I was channeling my my thought of Taylor Swift in the suburbs singing suburban songs, but I don't know that era too well. And I do like the song "Tis the Damn Season" off Evermore, which is like her returning home. Well, um, what what era? What like what era is that? Do you that's ever that's the most recent album. Like no, Evermore I know is, but like yeah. the sub. Oh, oh, is that the most recent era? Yeah, but it's like her. Okay, I don't, I don't really older. Know it's her older coming back to Got a you. hometown, or it's like the the narrator of the song, not actually Taylor singing by herself. Whatever. So I was just kind of thinking about like. Older Taylor going back to high school town. Got you. I walked through my hometown at 1145 PM and I saw my old bike by the old hangout. The QB with the bad knees stole it with my heart. I'm not over him, but if we'd stay together, it have gone south. So I'll let him keep it and I'll go home missing the sparks back in class chemistry <laughs> his nice, american nice, dream nice. his american dream keeps him here but all rome driving this mclaren Ooh, down my old McLaren. roads <laughs> Driving this extremely expensive piece of machinery. Dude, I fucking love McLarens. Oh my god. If I could have a car, it would be a McLaren. I mean, not not a car. If I could have an expensive car. Can you imagine just like you suddenly someone just gives you a McLaren? You're like, alright, the upkeep is yours, and you and you're just like <laughs> like where do I park it? And I have to park this on the street it? in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so low every time you get out you're just like oh i the reason i've been in mclaren in this is i wanted to channel her in the house woman. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like, love let me let me say 100 percent see the qb with the bad knees who i still have feelings for that 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 was that was that was very good also thank you sparks flew in chemistry class like it like it like it like it thank you, like thank, you, it. Thank, you. thank you uh that was good. That was good. I think that that was one of your best lyrics for an artist. Oh, my God. Round of Thanks applause. So Round much. of applause, Thank Lyric you. Boys. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Audience at home, the Lyric Boys are out. We need to go back to our home planets. But listen... I'm going to give you the dish. Are you ready for the dish? Do you think they're ready for the dish, Andrew? Uh, I'm not even ready for the dish, but you're going to give it anyway. So I'm going to give the dish. I wasn't even waiting for a real response. I don't care about your input. The Lyric Boys do this for lots of bands, lots of artists. We have done Lord and Lana Del Rey. We have done Arcade Fire, The National, Blink-182, Kanye West. We have discussed and we have dove dove into so many bands and so many divved. artists and it's divved <laughs> we've divved into so many bands so many artists and we're having a blast and if you like this episode if you want to hear more do us a big solid a big i gotcha fam 
Wow. <laughs> and subscribe. People think that you're like 16 on this podcast, <laughs> by the way you talk. <laughs> we are actually 47 years old, both of us. Yeah. Um, so basically, just subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. That could be Spotify, that could be Apple, that could be YouTube, whatever. I don't care. Listen to us, love us, do what you want with us. Subscribe. And hey, if you want to keep in touch with all that Lyric Boys jazz, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram and TikTok. And we are at the Lyric Boys in all of those platforms. And we'll be posting stuff. We'll be. We'll be there. We'll be active. We'll be having a good time. And audience, listen. You like this song that's playing under the track? That's oh my God, I, I can't believe you're doing it. I can't believe Do it. you like this song? If so, Andrew has news for you. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, well, also, really uh, go to- For no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Freelancer. That's Freelancer. Once again, that's Freelancer. NY. Freelancer Music. NY. Type in Freelancer Music in Google, and then the Bandcamp page that comes up. That's, that's my <laughs> Bandcamp page. Because Freelancer is the name of my musical project. And uh, I'm actually going to, real quick. Make sure I got the URL right because I was. Do you want me to set you up again? Because it seems like you just descended into chaos and demand. No, I want. I honestly want to keep this. It's freelancerbandny.bandcamp.com. Great, fantastic. (laughs) All right, (laughs) that's it. That was the Taylor Swift episode. The Taylor Swift episode is done in five, four, three, two.